0: Hey guys welcome back to the freedom Flipping podcast we're about building and selling online businesses to achieve financial freedom this is episode three and on today's show i've got a great guest craig hewitt from podcastmotor.com craig's doing some really cool stuff focusing on just one site one domain but having a bunch of different income streams and, and different parts of his business and we get into why we're building what we're doing and how we can actually exit from these assets and, and what the right time is and how not to be online business and online marketers way into our forties. So uh, with that, I'll play the uh, the episode and then I'll catch you at the end. Cheers. Hey, how's it going, Craig?
1: Good, good. How are you doing, Richard?
0: Um, well, it's sunny here in the UK. You're in Annecy, which is a place I know pretty well in the French Alps. I'm very jealous.
1: Ah, uh, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, we've been here in Annecy since uh, the end of August and uh, are loving it, man. I mean, it's it's especially now, such a big difference from the US where I'm from. But uh, yeah, we're really enjoying our time here so far. What part of the US are you from? Uh, I'm from Florida originally. So it's, it's as different as it gets both in climate and culture and geography and everything. It's, <laughs> uh, it's all very different, but we're, we're really digging it.
0: Is there snow on the ground right now?
1: Uh, no, it's been, uh, it's been, we've gotten a lot of snow a couple of times this year. Otherwise it's been really gorgeous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like 10 degrees right now.
0: Yeah. You had, um, a ski trip for bootstrappers, uh, last month, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Big snow, tiny conf Europe was, yeah. uh, yeah, the, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very, uh, very well-timed event. Uh, just as luck would have it, we got, we got about a meter of snow the weekend before the event, um, so it was pretty awesome. But but until two weeks ago, that was the only snow we had all season. So it's been kind of weird.
0: Yeah, whereas in the U.S., like in West Coast, it's just it's epic. Have you been following what's happening? Like now with the flooding, with the dam? It's yeah. just they've had like three seasons of snow in one season.
1: Yeah, it's really dangerous. I mean, California itself has a lot of extreme weather. I think it's always one thing or another. They're never like perfectly balanced in terms of weather there, it seems. No, yeah.
0: I think they've had like a decade of pretty bad winters. And then just one epic one. they got like a 10-meter snowpack now. Um, I'm very jealous, man. I'm, I'm a big skier and snowboarder. I'm actually heading to Slovakia in a couple of weeks, so I'll get some in, but I haven't had anything this, this season yet. Uh, and I think you said you may be planning a later one, so um, let me know about that, and we can link it up with anyone who's... Uh, on the continent.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I just in general, I mean, I think these small events are, are so nice. You know, we had we had a handful of people at Big Snow Tiny Conf Europe. Uh, the one in the that there's two in the US and they both have like 10 or 12 people. But I think the small events are so nice. 20, 30 people, maybe even uh, because you just connect with people like on a on a much different level than you do at at something like microconf of or business of software, or any of the DC events that that have hundreds of people. Not that they're bad; they're just very different. Um, so yeah, I really dig the small events these days.
0: Yeah, for sure. I need to I need to get it, get it some more. So yeah, man. So your your main gig, your main focus, and it's impressive to actually you know, uh, be in touch with someone who who is just focused on one domain, uh, which has many different parts to it. Is podcastmodo.com. So up to now, it's been mainly a productized service. Mm-hmm. Doing editing and uh, you know editing and publishing people's podcasts for them, and but you're doing some really interesting things with with software with products, and I'm very interested to talk to you about you know what the strategy is for the site and what your goals are in terms of uh, you know where you're ending up with it and also kind of financial goals. Uh, as well because for me i'm building up and selling my focus now is moving away from services completely and building up and selling my own authority sites and niche sites to sell in order to get this this sum of money that i can then invest in some you know kind of true passive income um and then kind of move on from there and so uh yeah be interesting to hear first of all um where you're at with podcast moto because i think you're in a kind of a big changing point
1: yeah we're definitely at an inflection point with the business uh like you said it it for the last two years, we've been doing what we call concierge-level podcast editing and production for our customers, and we're doing between 25 and 30 shows on a regular basis right now uh, on the service side of the business, and, and it's grown well, and it's been a really, from from my perspective, uh, a successful first real business uh, in, in this online world that we live in, um, and I kind of realized towards the end of 2016 um, that... To to make it a, a well-balanced business and one that would grow quite a bit more than it already had I needed to move into things that are more scalable and a bit more uh, Profitable in terms of margin and, and so looking at products of any kind digital products of any kind I think always lend themselves towards uh, having more scalability and higher margins and so we looked at a couple of opportunities uh, to to do that and the, the first and kind of the most obvious one is selling information products and so we uh, we've developed a course around podcasting, kind of taking people from from zero to podcasting in a week. And we call it launch in a week. And that the, the idea is to, to just kind of shortcut and take like the proven path, and the same path that we tell all of our customers, our service customers to take in terms of like how many episodes and what kind of gear you need and how to launch and all this kind of stuff. And we teach people all of that stuff. So, so that was kind of the first thing we, we started looking at in terms of products. But then I guess in December of last year, an opportunity presented itself for us to buy what I think is a pretty big WordPress plugin called Seriously Simple Podcasting. And uh, Seriously Simple Podcasting has an install base of about 20,000 users in the WordPress.org repository. And to date, it's been a free plugin entirely. Um, And so we saw that as kind of like a a platform or a, a jumping board to be able to get into some other types of software, like a premium add on or a media hosting service that connects directly with seriously simple podcasting. And here kind of, uh, in the middle of February, we are, uh, almost done with that media, uh, hosting platform and we're going to start doing some beta testing here in the next couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, we're going to be going kind of up against the, the libsyns and the blueberries of the world in terms of media hosting, Um, which is a a pretty competitive space here in 2017, I think. But um, we're hoping that the the install base of of seriously simple podcast users will allow us to kind of get an early bit of traction in some, you know, another, you know, first, whatever, 100 users or something to where we can really kind of figure out exactly where we fit in the market.
0: Yeah, for sure. Have you renamed to... uh... I think I had a look at your page, Podcast Motor, uh, Podcast Player. Have you re- renamed uh, the plugin yet for people who have already got it installed?
1: Right. So, so that's kind of a, a different thing altogether. So, ah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, you say, oh, yeah, you, you. Uh, we do one thing only, I guess, but within the Podcast Motor kind of realm, we have geez, five or six different things that we do. Um, which kind of talks to my ability to focus a little bit or lack <laughs> of ability to focus. But, um, yeah, so we have the, the podcast motor player, which is a WordPress plugin that, that creates a really nice looking player for your WordPress site. It also has some really cool lead capture things built in, into it. So I know we've seen a lot of, uh, of this about the convert player recently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the guy with well, the guy who was like a co-founder of lead pages. Yeah, Simon Payne. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we created kind of the podcast version of that. So so when you click play on the podcast player on your site after, I think by default, 10 seconds, uh, a pop-up modal comes up and says, hey, if you're enjoying the show, sign up for our list, blah, blah, blah. And you can customize all of it. And we connect with Drip and ConvertKit and MailChimp and AWeber for this service. So the idea there is kind of like a smarter opt-in widget than you would have you know, just by sort of blasting everyone on your site every time they visit. Yep. So that's what the podcast player is all about.
0: And then, so the Seriously Simple Podcasting plugin, that is for people to do their uh, show notes, or to, to connect with their show notes, to upload to their server, yeah?
1: Yeah. So oh, okay. yeah, so right now, Seriously Simple Podcasting pretty much creates uh, the podcast feed that you would then need to submit to iTunes. So your podcasting, the feed is kind of all of the information about your show, the name and title. Uh, the host name, the image, all that kind of stuff that iTunes needs to display a podcast. And then the feed also shows like, okay, this is episode seven and here's the title and here's the show notes and here's the media file URL. Oh, I see. Um, up until now, if you used that plugin and you wanted to upload a podcast episode, it would live on your WPM gen or Dreamhost or whatever yep. server, which for, for crappy kind of shared hosting, that's fine. But if you look at like, Premium hosting, or like say you had a, a big corporate website and you wanted to load your podcast on there, and then your podcast got like ten thousand downloads or something, and your corporate website crashed, right? Yeah, that that would suck um, for everyone. And so, so the idea here is we're just taking and offloading those media files through through what we call Podcast Motor Connect, our our media hosting arm of Seriously Simple Podcasting, so that it's right, not okay. so that it's not laying on your your web server and, yep. and taxing it unnecessarily, but without using something like Simplecast or Libsyn or SoundCloud, where you have to go out, publish all of your shit twice and manage scheduling and all this kind of stuff. You do everything from WordPress, but you get all the benefits of of real dedicated, robust media hosting.
0: Excellent. Will you be combining the Seriously Simple Podcasting with the actual player as well into, into one Uh, Plugin, or you're going to be keeping that as two separate things. Yeah,
1: yeah, we will be. We'll 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 offer it as two separate things. But anyone who is uh, a subscriber to the hosting service will get the plugin for free. Yeah, but the the functionality will be will be combined. Yeah.
0: I see. Are you going to be renaming that at some point? I mean, obviously, people are uh, know about it. They'll be searching for it. They'll be recommending it. There could be some, uh, you know, concern about renaming it and uh, and seeing. Uh, you know the the number of installs dropping, but you're going to be renaming that as, as Podcast Motor uh, product at some point.
1: Yeah. So to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't th- haven't thought that far ahead. I, I think it probably makes a lot of sense. Um. But yeah, we haven't gotten that far yet.
0: Okay. Cool. So yeah, you've got a lot of different parts. Then you've got your current productized services. You have a couple of plugins, and you're going to be launching this new. Hosting service that's going to be competing with the major players that people are currently using. So, yeah, is so your intention is to um, what is what is kind of what kind of business? How, how do you want it to look? Are, are you trying to maximize the amount of cash flow coming out of this? Are you, are you trying to maximize the amount of, of time um, that you have available? Um, what is the the end point that you want to get to and when you get there are you are you looking to to exit or are you looking to kind of uh, you know hold on to this long term and 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 have it as a you know nice profitable um, lifestyle business? I know you've already got quite a sizable team that you're building, which you would need for all these different components. Um, so maybe kind of you know three years from now, what is uh, where, where would you like to be and and then, yeah, what are you looking to do kind of personally in terms of the financial side of uh, what you can do with this asset?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's a really interesting question. I think that if you would have asked me three months ago, I would have said, you know, I, I've i grown the service side of the business to the point that I, I really want to. And, we, you know, to be perfectly honest, we've kind of hit a ceiling there with with the kind of the structure of the team and how automated it is. Twenty five, 30 shows seems to be all we can really do without le- adding like a whole nother layer of people mm-hmm. or a whole nother set of teams and project managers and stuff. So on the service side, we're, we're continuing to to to. To grow and maintain that um, kind of organically, I think the focus is definitely on on the course and on the hosting service uh, that that we're building out. Um, and I think long term, like say at the end, you know, medium term, I guess at the end of this year, so ten months from now, the goal is is to have a, a nice spread of revenue between the three parts. Um, I think that means it's a really healthy business. Um, you know, we're driving paid ads. To each of the three arms, right now we have a lot of organic traffic coming in through our blog, which we've worked really hard on. And in terms of you know talking about financially, we've invested a lot in the business and content marketing throughout the years. Um, But I think my goal at this point, since I I feel like we're building a a pretty well-rounded business, will probably be to keep it. Um, I, I think if you. I've always been kind of like an itchy trigger, trigger finger to like sell it, get something else and just do something different. And I have to be in SaaS because it's the only thing that really works in terms of a business. And uh, I'm just starting to see, even in the the early days of our course here, just about a you know six weeks or so into it um, and and just getting into the, the hosting platform, which is a SaaS, but that the, the business can work out in, in kind of our world. And we've done so much work to, to build up our name recognition and our brand and our you know, website traffic and stuff like that to think about starting over at this point is not as appealing as it was a while ago when I only had one part of the business to focus on. So I kind of get the best of kind of reinventing the business a little bit here internally, um, and having multiple types of business units to run. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if, and when I get there, uh, I will be kind of optimizing for lifestyle.
0: Yeah. I mean, say, um, you know, I don't know what kind of revenue uh, goals or, or kind of net monthly uh, profit goals. But I mean, if you were to, um, you know, you were to get this to $40,000 uh, a month net profit and, and someone would take the business off you for, uh, for a million, say, um, you know, per, like I'm interested in kind of having these conversations with, with entrepreneurs because I've I've gone back and forth, you know, should I? just be building up these, these online assets and, um, like having my own kind of diversified portfolio of online businesses and, and live from that. Or should I try and get to a point where I exit out of these and I have this, this lump sum to, to invest in more traditional investments or property or, um, you know, even some in, in, in markets where it makes sense and and try and live off like five five six seven percent yield. Um, I think it's a really interesting thing because you say it would be really tough to to reinvent um, and, and to launch something again. But if you were to have this, you know, one million, two million, five million um, amount, um, would that be be you know would that be a good end goal for you? And you'd have this money, um, and you'd be able to to live off the interest or the yield. Um, would would that be a good place for for you to be, or would you always be looking to be involved in, in some kind of business online or offline or, or, or growing something?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. I I totally uh, understand where you're coming from in the, in respect of sort of cashing out and quote, being done with this type of business. I, I, um, right now I feel like we have a long way to go and and like a lot to explore and learn in this business. So I, I don't think that, um, I would want to cash out also like, even now that we're, we're like building up these two other arms of the business, I have a lot of free time and personal freedom and we live in France and our kids go to French school and we're going to Greece next week. Cause the kids are on winter break. Like it's not like I'm working 40 hours a week, uh, and on the weekends and on call all the time and stuff. So I, I don't, I don't feel like cashing out and buying a bunch of rental houses and sticking money in the stock market is certainly is not any safer. I don't think, um, because you don't have any control of, of those assets. Well, you, you know, to, to an extent you do, but you can't do anything about the market going down. I think if you're involved in a business, even if the market goes down, you have the ability to succeed. I mean, we saw some businesses just go through the roof in the, in the economic downturn of a few years ago. So I, I don't know the podcast motor, it would necessarily be poised for that. Um, but um, I probably would lend to to diversifying myself within uh, some sort of small business and probably an online business just because it's what I know best, you know. Um, and, and I think staying involved in business is healthy just because it keeps my mind fresh and keeps me out of trouble and, you know, <laughs> keeps me from skiing, uh, you know, 100 days a year or something. But uh, I don't know. What, what about you? I mean, you think yeah. that, that sort of cashing out is the, the safer, more sure way?
0: I just think having this amount that um, that you you can live from if you you know generate five six seven percent interest yield um, is for me like that is that is key like I that will put me in a very good position because then I'll be able to if I wanted to you know focus on much bigger plays bigger bets um, you know maybe do do things with more um, kind of worldly <laughs> uh, aspirations um, maybe some kind of you know more humanitarian play. I also feel because uh, I'm 37 and uh, I, like I don't know what what age uh, you are, but I certainly feel I'm at the older end of the of the kind of online business spectrum. <laughs> and part of me doesn't want to be this online business or online marketer like in his 40s. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like I you know I've got like two and a half years to to really focus now on on building up some big sites and, and selling them, and, and then have the opportunity to. Uh, to do something else. There's some really interesting investment funds coming out as well, where people are asking um, for investors to pull money to to buy portfolios of online businesses, and which you know will be kicking out uh, at least kind of twenty percent um, capital growth in terms of distribution and also the asset value every year. Uh, so I like the idea of like having money and being able to put some into into this kind of uh, online asset. Um, class, but it, it is high risk. It, this this is the thing. I mean, if if I don't have this kind of lump sum kind of pension pot, and I get taken out by a bus, or you know, someone kicks me in the head, you know, like um, <laughs> I just I don't have this ability to to maintain these these online assets, and, and they they do need constant attention. You know, you don't need to be the one in the business doing the service, writing the content. Um, but you do need to be paying attention and, uh, it's why, you know, multiples are going up, but they're still relatively low compared to, to other, you know, to traditional businesses. I mean, you're not going to be getting on empire flippers or other websites more than, um, you know, like three years, um, of, of profit, of net profit, which is, which is low. And it's for this reason, it's, it's, it's higher risk. There's no kind of physical assets that you can, you know, uh, lock up. Um, and they can disappear. I mean, you know, you can you can get negative SEO, you, you may not be able to get your rankings back properly, a competitor may come in, do things a lot better. It is a lot higher risk. And I just like the idea of having this safety net of of, you know, having cashed out, um, you know, like seven figures invested in, in, in assets, and then and then I'll be in a position to um, to to make better decisions. But I feel like I need to do that. Versus, you know, building up um, you know lots of different sites and 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 income streams and um, because you know, you know as we know like seven figures at a very conservative like five percent is going to be fifty fifty thousand dollars a year, which is obviously you know a low income um, and you know we can all build online assets that are kicking out more than um, you know four or five k a month <laughs> um, without being um, you know millionaires mm-hmm. so I kind of have that conflict as well like i i can Keep on building the, these assets and, and get to 10k, 20k, 30k um, by holding a bunch of different assets. But again, if I something happens or um, I don't know, I just feel like that that kind of safety net of living on something that's completely passive is a very powerful position to to be in. And and also, you know, the the amount of inten- attention that having multiple uh, businesses i know you' you're very focused on 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 yours which is great but i've i've got a number of different websites and and uh I, I like to build a number of different things at once which isn't necessarily ideal um it would be nice just to be in a position where i i don't need to you know, my attention is is not being pulled like i, I whatever i want to do it's um it's deliberate and uh i don't know i don't know if, if any of that makes sense yeah. but for no, me no. i like for me i want to get to to that kind of large pot of money and then live off the interest and then figure out the next stage. But, you know, cause where does, where does it end? Like if we get to like 20 K, 40 K a month in, in net net profit that we could put out out of a business, are we going to be doing this in our sixties? That, that's uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know, I don't have the answers there. And this is kind of why I wanted to do the podcast um, because we, we, we're kind of the first wave of people doing this. I got in relatively, Later, in terms of, you know, the Spencer Hall's people and, and the niche, uh, niche site builders, um, I started doing this maybe 2000 and... Uh, late, well, I, I first started in like 2009, 2010 and, and started reading mm-hmm. about niche sites back then. Um, so kind of somewhat later, but, you know, we're the first wave of people doing this. And I just don't know what our careers are going to look like when we're in our, you know, 50s or 60s, right? Um, and I kind of, I like the idea of, you know... At age 40, like having enough to, to live modestly, but like for the rest of my life, no matter what happens, no matter what I do online, um, I like that kind of base level of income and that, that gives me a bit more confidence and certainty than having websites that are kicking out a lot more cash. So I, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah,
1: no, I, I totally, I totally hear what you're saying with, with respect to, I don't want to be doing this, you know, when I'm 50 or whatever, I'm 36 right now. So we're, you know, similar age. Um, and I think that the way I think about this a little bit is, you know, podcast motor right now is it's a good business, right? It's it's getting me kind of what I need. And I think we're we're growing it into to a, a pretty decent looking business. But but when I'm 50, if I'm running something like podcast motor, I'm going to be really disappointed, you know, because then <laughs> I'll I'll have been doing it for more than 15 years. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was at a conference this past weekend talking and and talked a lot about with other very successful entrepreneurs, like moving upstream, like a lot, you know, and, um, excuse me. Yeah. And looking at like, you know, I sell to entrepreneurs and online businesses right now, predominantly, you know, podcasting is, is a very sort of the digitally connected world. And so a lot of those type of people, which truth be told are crappy customers, right? Uh, in terms of like, if you look at like your ideal customer, they need to have a lot of money, a lot of resource and a lot of buying power. An online entrepreneur doesn't typically have a lot of money. They have a lot of buying power, but they're they're not really flush with cash, right? Yep. Um. So like you look at moving up the market like a lot, you look at getting into like business analytics or logistics or or something like that. And then you're running like a legit $20 million a year business um then i think if you were doing that then your your approach to like how certain this is and how safe it is might change a little bit because a 20 million dollar a year business doesn't go away yeah you know a 200,000 dollar a year business can definitely go away and i think we're all kidding <laughs> well, ourselves to think that our businesses might not go well. away um, but if yeah, you're I agree.
0: Able, yeah, I I always feel that I always have this kind of uh, fear in the back of my head. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think that yeah. the idea of like uh, leveraging up your experience and your talents to to do something bigger is is definitely something that we should all think about if we're sort of conscious of our you know businesses mortality and, and, and you know lifespan.
0: Yeah. So you're saying, uh, you know, you don't want to be doing this in, in 15 years when when you're say 50 or so. But uh, so what, so that obviously um, means that you will have exited from this business in in some way. So, you know, how, how is that going to be looking like, how are we going to be, if if you're not, you know, putting your, your business for sale um, on on platforms like Empire Flippers, how does Craig at 36, um, how does he transition out of this over the next five, 10 years? If, if that's what, you know, how, how you're feeling.
1: Uh, yeah, i just, I would, uh, I would just list it with, uh, with one of the web, website brokers. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, handing it off or, or transitioning it to a team member or something is, is not a great option just cause like, yeah, I do would, I would want to cash out, but not just to, to stick my money in the stock market. I would want to reinvest in another business. Um, and I, and I absolutely think that going bigger and bigger markets and more B2B is is the way that i'll go in the future um and, and yeah i mean podcast motor in five years i i don't think i'll be running podcast motor in two years uh maybe yeah i don't I know
0: so I mean, yeah. you, you are building it up to, to be sold in it, it sounds like but we're just a longer time horizon than, than you know most niche or authority site people uh uh you know are having it, it sounds like you know you you've got a, a lot of uh, potential you you launching this new service offering and moving into saas and there's you know a lot of scale that that can happen but you know maybe five or or so years up you know from from now you'd be looking to to exit and and to uh, and to sell the the asset that, that you're creating
1: mhm yeah i mean i think so everyone's going to exit their business right we're all either it's just going to fold or or yep. we're going to sell it so i think you're you're foolish not to not you but we all are foolish not to think Long term, about what what kind of business we're we're building and yeah. how sellable it is, and uh and and what that will look like to a buyer, and, and frankly growing podcast motor as a service business so far has been great, but a service business is not very sellable. It, it's probably one of the bigger catalysts for us building out the product side of yeah. our business is that someone comes in and looks at it and they say, ah, oh, the service side of the business is okay because it gets a lot of, you know, brand recognition because we're working with some really big name podcasters and it is a good cash flow uh, source for the business, mm-hmm. but the place where they're going to scale and optimize is really through products. So yep. it's been a big reason why we've built out this new kind of two arms of the business is to make it more palatable for anybody because right now, right now we would only be a good acquisition target for one of our competitors on the service side. Probably
0: interesting because of the customer base and the awareness and the branding and the, and the traffic.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, selling our current business to another podcast mm. editing service would make a lot of sense for them. They would just acquire a bunch of customers. Um yeah. or, or, you know, like a, a some sort of a publishing platform, um, you know, maybe would make sense. But but not nearly, you know, selling a, a diversified service and product business to to anybody who would buy it for the cash flow. Um w- would be a much bigger buying audience.
0: I agree. I mean, it's why I got out of services. I, I recently shut down these productized done for you funnel packages on Funnel Engine. Um, because I sold a small e commerce site last summer, my first on Empire Flippers, and at that time I was listening to the Build, uh, build to Sell or Build to Sell audiobook.
1: Oh, yeah, and
0: uh, that really changed everything. I, I would go for walks in the mountains in, in the Tatras in Slovakia and, and, and have this playing, and uh, like I just like I could just see what I needed to do over the next year and, and, and the next kind of stage of my life. And uh, so it took me kind of six year, uh, six more months from then to shut down the services and, and focus on affiliate income, which is a, a sellable asset. And uh, the only the only thing that's come up since then to make me think otherwise is is WB Curve selling as the GoDaddy. <laughs> Uh, for an undisclosed amount, and uh, in our world, that that was a huge event. And actually, I couldn't sleep too well uh, that evening. I was so interested and excited, and, and couldn't believe that um, that this had happened. And uh, what what a big event! I don't know. How do you feel about that? I didn't see that coming.
1: No, yeah, I, I didn't either. But and that that just goes to like a, a strategic buyer. You know, GoDaddy didn't buy WP Curve for its cash flow. They bought them because they are a, a new source of customers, and it fits really well with their existing business and I think the kind of business they want to build um, but yeah I mean you would have looked at funnel engine and said like how can I sell funnel engine as a service you know you sell it to click funnels or you sell it to lead pages or something like that maybe um, if those people are looking to get into yeah uh, you know the service side of a business or you sell it to like a consulting agency that does you know funnel work or something um, but but now what you've turned funnel engine into I think is a good asset that almost anyone would want to buy that just wants cash flow. Yeah. So yeah, totally. And I think that the other part of that is, you is you know, you're very smart to you have whatever certain amount of money that you're making now, but you want to wait just a little bit longer because every dollar you make now you'll get 30 more dollars when you sell it or 40 more dollars when you sell it. So I think that in my mind, at least I've thought about cashing out a few times. I'm like, Oh, I could get, you know, whatever, a hundred thousand dollars for my business. But but if you just wait like two years, then you get like <laughs> five hundred thousand, you know?
0: Because the uh they're taking average of the last twelve months or because cash flow is, is continues to build every month?
1: Well yeah, hopefully you you do better every month. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean this this is the thing. Like I, I assumed that you know, naively before talking with Justin and Kirk on the first episode from Empire Flippers that the valuation of um of affiliate sites where the the income uh is is kind of recurring software commissions i i assume that it would be a multiple of the current mrr but it's it's not it's treated just like if it was one-off income one-off affiliate products and the average is the last six months or the last 12 months so again if you're building like a like if you have an authority site recommending software such as drip and uh you know you get to say 2k mrr uh, within you know the first year um you're probably gonna have to wait <laughs> before you you have any kind of decent sales price for the last six or 12 months to to be a minimum of that of that two thousand dollars a month mm, so um mm-hmm. yeah that's part of of my my thinking as well like timing in terms of selling a business is it's critical but also you want to make sure that you know traffic is is stable or going up um you also want to be selling when everything looks great and you can hold on for, for too long um, as well. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different factors. And I don't think people are kind of having these kind of deep or, or longer term or open conversations enough. I, I this is why I want, wanted to get you on the, on the show because, um, I, it's very interesting, the, the longer term and the, and the strategic perspective that, that you're having.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you definitely, I think you definitely want to sell when it's still going up. Um, and you definitely can hold on too long because if it plateaus or you stop paying attention to it and get into your new shiny object or whatever, uh, when you go to sell it, it will be, I think it'd be obvious to a buyer and the, the sellability and the multiple will suffer.
0: Yep. Multiples, they do seem to be, be rising all the time. I keep hearing it's a a seller's market, which is good for people who are able to, to build these assets. Um, Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, you've uh, you've you've got a lot of work ahead of you. The way that you've uh, you're restructuring the business, it's it's very exciting. I mean, you, you've got a, a great a great domain name, a great brand, and and you know, uh, having a look in terms of keywords and stuff. Like you, you're doing a really good job with your with your content. Oh yeah, what what I was going to say, like I, I've been trying to have a look to see whether your name is is on the site because um, on most of my sites now, other than obviously my personal domain, I'm, I'm removing myself from that business to make it more sellable. And I think you've, uh, I don't know whether it's a conscious approach, but uh, I can't see an about page. And, and the only thing I can see with Craig is, is an author page. So o- already, um, you know, Podcast Motor is is detached from from the founder, which makes it a lot more more sellable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So in, in one respect, it's been very intentional and that is that our our team that fulfills our service is big. I mean, we're 12 people, right? So, so it, I, I want everyone to think in that the, because it's the truth is that podcast motor is much bigger than just me. Cause I don't, I don't have my hand in a lot of the day-to-day work of fulfilling our, our podcast editing and production service just cause I couldn't, you know, we have too many customers and it's sort of this big engine at this point. Um, but, but also the sellability of, you know, I want it to be sort of agnostic and, and appeal to anybody. Um, At the same time, I've gotten into doing a lot of video work lately and for marketing uh, on this whole other conversation. But then it literally is my face in the video and my voice and stuff. Um, And I've really enjoyed doing a lot of video, both uh, like headshot video with with like a webcam and screen recording stuff. Um, Yeah. And it's it's a ton of fun. And uh, I've seen some really cool things with like paid traffic and stuff using video. Uh, it's it's all new to me, but but it's been exciting so far here in the first couple couple months.
0: Is that for the course you've recently created?
1: Yeah, so it started with the course. It's just you know I did ScreenFlow and and recorded PowerPoint slides. Um, but since then, just uh, like I'm doing a uh, like an automated automated webinar, which is a, a very abridged version of the course mm-hmm. uh, that I'm giving away for free as like a lead magnet. Um, and that has both head headshot and screencast uh, video, and and then like on the sales pages and stuff, I'm doing, uh, you know, me in front of a of a backdrop with a professional camera and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's fun. It's really hard though. Like it's much harder <laughs> than podcasting because like in podcasting, I can just sit here and talk, and if I mess up, then we'll edit it out later. But with video got to get the whole thing right the first time and so like two minutes of you with the camera is yeah. for me it's it's intimidating um, yeah
0: I, I suck at video it's not a natural medium for me at all
1: yeah yeah but i think i'm a better uh speaker in general because of it so it's been interesting
0: that's definitely happened from uh you know i had a podcast previously called the bootstrap dual podcast and. Uh, my co-host Ben would always have a go at me, uh, for, for too many er's and rs because he was the one doing the, uh, the editing. Oh, right. <laughs> so I'm more aware of that and filling the gaps with and <laughs> rather than er and r. Ah. It definitely, definitely helps with public speaking. And so, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, buddy. So yeah, man, you've got three to five years of, uh, of solid work at work ahead. Um, I'm excited it's it it's it's uh I'm genuinely impressed by by what you're building how you're building it and it's a it's it's feels like a real company you know a lot of people a lot of us were building new sites and authority sites but uh, you know podcast motor feels like you're building a a real a real online business a real thing so um,
1: I hope so yeah <laughs> we've been working pretty hard at it so yeah, I, I hope uh but to your point, I hope it's something that that can sustain uh and then when it is time to sell that people will. We'll see that and appreciate it. So, good stuff.
0: Anything else you want to add, and uh, and where people can reach out to you?
1: Yeah, so you can reach out to me uh, on Twitter. I'm the Craig Hewitt, or uh, check out uh, I blog not as often as I should, but at uh, Craig Hewitt.me. So, would love to uh, love to connect. Thank you very much, Richard, for having me on, man. It's been it's been a lot of fun.
0: Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. Show notes will be at forward podcast podcastmotor Now, seeing as you've hung around until the end, you're probably either a fan of the show or myself. So if you could please go to iTunes and say so, uh, if you could rate the show and leave a review, that would be super helpful because other people will be able to uh, discover the show through the iTunes algorithm. And I'll actually bribe you in uh, in doing so. I'm happy to offer a 15-minute free sales funnel strategy call that I'm uh, currently on uh, on Clarity, charging five bucks a minute. So save your dollars, uh, enjoy your Starbucks and I'll happily get on a call with you and give advice in terms of how to structure your, your sales funnel, whether it's your first one or how to improve one that, you, that you've currently got running. So leave a review, let me know and we can jump on the call. It'll be cool to actually speak with some listeners. And I've got some great interviews lined up. Uh, I've been, uh, I've actually Uh, I'm quite impressed with myself for who I've got coming on the show over the next few episodes so expect an episode you know once a week I think I can uh, I can stick with that and I'm enjoying uh, building this this little show into hopefully something something a lot bigger so that's enough from me and I'll speak to you soon cheers